Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Be someone that is a balloon and not a brick. Man, I wonder what would happen if we lived our lives putting courage into people. That in the midst of our own struggle, can we be a voice of hope to people? Well, good morning. Okay, should, should, I, should I say good morning though? It's 11 o'clock, 11 something, right? I should say, right? It's technically still, yeah. Hey, can I just say thank you for being here? I can't just say that because the, here's the reality. We're just doing two services. This is our first one. This is historic. And I just want you to know, thank you for sleeping in a little bit later. Uh, thank you for just making the time being here because we're growing this thing and we're excited about it. And so thank you. And let's do this. Let's, let's see. If you guys are going to be the 11 o'clock people, okay, 11 o'clock hour, okay, let's fill this place before the 930. Let's, let's have some competition with the 930 people, all right? Because I'm going to say you guys are my best service. You're my best service. All right, all right, all right. All right. Hey, glad you're here, though. Glad you're here. Okay, let me ask you a question. Because starting a brand new series, but the question I want to ask you is, do you like being wrong? Anybody? No. no. Okay, that's good. And you don't like being wrong, okay? Anybody not no, like not knowing something? No, 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 no. Okay, so, so if you're at 11 o'clock hour, we can go wild and crazy here, okay? You guys can talk back all day, all day, okay? I don't even know if we're online. I think we are. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so you don't like being wrong. You don't like um, not knowing things. How about losing? Anybody? Come on. Come on. Come on. Right? We're all winners. <laughs> I don't really, though. Okay, anyways, this is in kindergarten. Okay, no. Um. We don't like it. We don't like it. We don't like it at all, at all, at all, right? Okay. Okay. So it's a good crowd here. So several years ago, I was um, uh, at a coffee shop and I was minding my own business, but I noticed there was an older guy there sitting there. And what's unique about him was, is um, not because older men are unique, but, but the unique thing about him is, is that he had a chessboard out, chessboard out fully, okay, ready to play with someone. But the entire time I was there, there was no one there. So he just had a full-on chessboard, and I think he was playing with himself. I'm not like, like here, here, moving around, moving this thing. I don't know what he was doing. So I was like intrigued by it, but I had work to do. I had work to do. And so uh, after I was like, okay, I think I'm done. I'm going to leave. And I got up to leave, and he saw me. I, um, you know, we, uh, our eyes met. And he was like, he was like, he did this. He did this. And this is so surreal. Okay, He's, he did this. Okay? He's sitting down there. Okay, And I, he saw me, and he goes, and I was like, what is going on right now? Am I in the movie? And he didn't say anything. That's the funny thing. He didn't really talk. He was like. And I'm like, 
you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Now, I play chess. I am not that great, but I am good enough, okay? I'm good enough. If you beat me, I will never play with you. That's my rule. But, okay, that's what I did with my son. It was over, okay? Um, and he was five. But anyways, any hoosers. I was like, if, and so I was like, okay, I think, I think I've got some time. And then before I sat down, I had this thought. I'm going to get crushed here. Like, we're going, I'm going to lose. This guy's a pro. This is what he does all day. Like, I'm his victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been doing the whole thing to everybody, and I'm the only sucker who sat down. Because everybody's going to watch what's ha happened. And in five minutes, of course, I lost. Okay, I was like, well, how did he, what, what, what did you do? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I can't do any, uh, uh, he put, did some black magic to it. I'm not quite sure what he did, but he was a pro. And guess what? I left there smiling. I was like, I was like, hey, I don't know if we actually ever said anything, honestly. This is the weirdest part of the whole thing, okay? And I just said thank you, and he was like, I'm like, is this a movie? Is he going to be back again? Uh, okay? And I actually, when I left the, the coffee shop, I looked back and said, was this real? Was he a he was, I was, I was, I had this real experience, right? So he was, he was very real. But I walked away going, I lost but I felt good about it. Now, I think when I walked into that uh, opportunity, I just knew something. I was not going to win. Like, I just knew it. I knew it. This guy's a pro. I just knew that I would learn something. Just learn something. And so I just wonder right now, I wonder that for some of us, that because of our fear of wanting uh, to be right, wanting to not lose, wanting to come across a certain way, in life, in every area of our life, could there be some certain things in our life that we're not really trying out? Like, we just because just we don't want to try them because we're, we're, we're going to lose. We're not going to be able to accomplish them. Have you told yourself certain things, uh, growing up even? Like, you know what, I'm not going to do this, I'm not that person. Like if I were to give you a sentence, uh, and the sentence would be, I wish I could, um, dot, 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 but I'm not that person. What would you write? I wish I could do this, but I'm not that person. I can't do this. I wish I could, but I could never. I wish I could, yada, yada, but I, I could never. I can never. Because for some of us, if not all of us, we have some limitations in our life. And it starts with our mind. And for us, when it comes to God, there are certain things about God you are wrong about. You are wrong about. You, you, there might be certain things in your life that you, 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 you mis, have misinterpreted what God thinks about you. His opinion about you. His potential that he sees in you. You might be wrong in a lot of things. And some of the things, if not most of the things, that God wants you to try out in, you are going to lose in. You're going to fail in. But he wants you to do it. I think I'm convinced of that because there is a pattern of this world that says only do what you are good at and try what you know you're going to win or crush it in. Do that. And I get the logic behind that. But there is something else going on with God. And if you're here wanting to grow your relationship with God, I'm telling you, he's moving you to a place where he wants you to not know everything. He wants you not to be everything you could be. He wants you to start becoming the person that he created you to be. And he wants you to know that it's all about growth. And that's why Jesus shows up in human history as a what? Baby. And he, what, he, what happens to him? He, he grows. He could have stepped into human history like Adam. Yo, I'm here fully. Yeah, I'm here. No, not with Adam. 
But with Jesus, it was like, hey, I'm going to grow in this. And Jesus talks so much about growing things. And God loves to watch you grow. He loves to watch watch you and me struggle, mess up, and grow. He doesn't want you to just come out perfect. So when you commit your your life to God, maybe you say, you know what, today I'm doing this. i got to do this. And he doesn't expect the next day to be perfect. Because then it's like, oh, you, you haven't really become anything. You have to grow in this. And so I want us to take a journey together, in a sense, for four weeks, talking about growth, a growth mindset when it comes to your spirituality, when it comes to who you are in life. And it starts with you really rejecting maybe some of the things that you have dreamed of, thought of, maybe even said over yourself. Okay? So it starts off like this. Romans chapter 12 Chapter 12, verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Okay, don't do that. But uh, but let God, what? What's that word? Transform. Say it again one more time, please. Transform you into a new person by changing the way, the way what? You pray? No. Changing the way you fast? No. Changing the way you worship? Um, No. Changing the way you do what? Think. He's saying, I just want you to change the way you think. If you change your thinking, then God can transform your life. And then he said, if you change the way you're thinking, then you will learn to know God's will. What? I want to know what God's will is. I'm always like scratching my head. Hey, should I? Should I not? I don't know. Give me a sign. That was a sign. Not. Nope. 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 Yes. Give me something. I don't know. That Instagram post definitely spoke to me. You know, like what? Like what? We're trying to figure it out. But he says, hey, hey here's here, here's, here's the deal. You learn to know God's will which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So it starts with transforming your mind. It's a great book I recently read. I'm rereading it. It's called uh, Mindset. It's, it's a psychologist. It's a, it's a book that's been sold. Um, um, I think, honestly, I think it says that there are millions of copies right now. It's an it's older book, but it talks about this fi- fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Basically talking about how people, we live our lives, some of us live our lives with a fixed mindset. You you just um, because of your um, because of your uh, um, your history, because of where you were born, raised, whatever, you just grow up believing that you have a particular kind of talent. You have this much talent. You have this much smarts. Uh, you have this much personality. You have this much of whatever it is. And for so many of us, we struggle with this idea of not being enough of it. So you have this fixed mindset. I'm always this guy. I'm always this person. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always. This is who I am. You know what? Uh, I'm the good looking one and he's the smart one. Or, you know, he's the tall one. I'm the short one. Or I'm the, 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 there's a constant characterization of who we are and who we're meant to be constantly. Uh, I'm not good at sales. She is. It's just like put people in boxes. And God's saying, I want you to be transformed, but here's the thing. Stop praying for a new life because we all want a new life. I want you to give you a new way to live, which will, trans- which will actually transform your life that you're in. But, but you have to change the way you think. So let's jump right in to a story. It's an Old Testament story, and I think this best illustrates someone that has grow- they grew up with a particular kind of limitations. That there were, there were certain things said about him, and he just kind of lived it out. And so I'm talking about this guy named Jacob. Anybody, anybody know Jacob? Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Not Twilight Jacob and Edward. No, no friends. 
No, this is Old Testament. Some of you guys like Twilight reference? Yeah, amazing movies, by the way. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Okay, so Jacob is this guy that we find out that is really important to Jewish history because even Jesus will mention things about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's just, there's this, there's something there. And so when you look at his life, you go, oh, wow, now we know why, uh, why he's always brought up because this guy had this serious transformation, okay? So he grows up, and he grows up just, it's just a, not a great ideal situation. He's a twin. He comes out the second, he comes out, you know, the, he's the second one out. And the first guy, his older brother, now, really quick, for extra credit, you guys know the first brother's name? His name was? Esau, man, smart people here. Okay, okay, so we got Esau, Esau, and then Jacob. Esau, the word literally means hairy. I think red and hairy, but hairy, okay? Now, uh, Jacob, though, uh, Jewish uh, writers say that, that this word doesn't technically mean something. In Jewish um, uh, history, or especially when, when they were naming kids, they would say, there were some really practical names. You know, or they were like, this is this, this person will become this person, so they'll be called this. Um, but Jacob, the word Jacob is a combination of things. It's an idiom. So they, some writers go, like, they don't really know exactly what it was. All that to say, one brother knew exactly who he was, right? Harry, okay? And the other person was like, I don't know who I am. Now, what, would, what we find is when you follow the story of Jacob and Esau, you realize that Esau is like just kind of, it, it, it makes total sense. He is a kind of a, he's a hunter. Uh, he is, he likes to be in the woods. He kind of like, you know, kind of a, if you want to call it a man's man kind of a thing, you know. And, and they, there, right there, you see there's this dysfunctional um, um, things that are going on in their family. I mean, even this toxic masculinity a little bit where now Esau becomes this guy who's like, ooh, 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 and, you know, protein shake. And then, then, and, then and, 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 and Jacob is this guy who's like, dude, I just made a masterpiece in the kitchen. Let me just show you, okay? And he would like to cook. And so he's the, one guy is the, is the you know, the guy who, critical thinker, and the other one is the creative. Okay, so I, I connect with the creative. I get that, you know, so, and then obviously because you're creative, you're mom's favorite, okay? That's what it is. And because you're the other person, you're whose favorite? Dad's favorite. So that dynamic happens. But the problem is, is that that name just kind of continues to uh, be a self-professing prophecy in a sense where he is, um, he's, he, you don't know who he is, so no one knows who he is. And that name, Jacob, actually means trickster as well. And so Jacob begins to realize that if he's going to ever show up or be good enough, he's got to manipulate and play mind games. He's got to do some things. Because guess what? His brother's got it all figured out. He does not have it figured out. So he's going to have to do that. So he, his mom knows that. He knows that. I think people know that. He's like, I'm just, I'm just different. I'm not quite sure who I am. So then what happens, you follow the story, uh, his mom one day says, hey, listen, listen, uh, your dad's about to die and he gives a blessing and this blessing you want, okay? This blessing will basically firm up your uh, ambiguity of who you are. And the problem is you weren't the, technically the firstborn because, you know, Esau came out first and so he is the firstborn. But, but I think you can figure out a way. You can steal his birthright, which Jacob is like, are you kidding me right now? 
And his mom's like, just listen to me. Just do what I tell you to do. And moms are moms, right? She's like, this is what's going to happen. So they, if you follow the story, they actually steal the birthright, which they're hoping will give him a little bit of sense of identity. The problem is, is that stealing the birthright was so much manipulation because dad was blind. And, and um, they, I mean, it was a whole big scenario if you've ever read the story. It ends up that Esau finds out uh, that Jacob stole the birthright, and it was a big deal then. Um, and he, he, I mean, it just goes really south, and that he has to leave now. So Jacob has to take off because his brother basically yells out, and he says, the next time I see Jacob, I'm going to kill him. So it's like, okay, time to go. So now Jacob leaves, and he leaves his family, leaves everything. He's not coming back for Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? He's He's gone. He's gone. He's a wanderer. He's, he doesn't know. He's trying to figure out who he was, who he is. But he's been told he's been this trickster. So he begins to live that life. He goes to his uncle, uh, and then he starts, uh, he meets uh, Rachel there. And, and Rachel is this, this w woman that he falls in love with. And, and his, uh, his uncle makes him work seven years so he can marry Rachel. And if you know the story, uh, it's wedding day, wedding night. Afterwards, the next day, he wakes up, and it's not Rachel. It's... It's Leah, yes. Okay, so I don't even know how that happened. But anyways, okay. So I'm like, okay, let's go with the story. Um, and then he's stuck there for another seven years. And it's a big deal. Then he scams his uncle. And then it's just, it's, it's like one thing after another, after another, after another. And actually, friends, it goes on to his 70s and 80s. This man has lived a life just not knowing who he was. But being told by everybody else and being named something early on and he began to live this out. And so mentally he was like, this is who I am, this is who I am. But then he starts talking to God and when he starts talking to God, God tells him something that just, just he's not ready for. And basically God says, hey, I've got a plan for you and here's the plan. And it starts with you reconciling with your brother. And he's like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? So he actually sends word. He sends word and says, hey, what are the possibilities? So he sends word to Esau's people and says, hey, 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 is there any way to... And, and Esau sends word back that he's interested, that he wants to do a meetup. Okay, he wants to do a meetup. We don't know what it is, but he wants to do a meetup. Okay, so here's where we pick it up. Genesis 32. 32, it says here, Lord, God of Abraham... A God of uh, Abraham, God of Father uh, Isaac, who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I'll make sure things go well for you. Save me from my brother Esau. Why? Because like I said, he's got word that he's coming, but I'm not quite sure what he's going to do. And then he says, I'm afraid he will come and what? Kill me, the mothers and the children. Like he's going to kill, he's going to kill everybody. Like he's so mad. And it's been like 40 years but he's still mad. He says, he says, and you, and then he says this, you, you, he's talking to God, you are the one who told me. Don't you, isn't that awesome when we pray like that? This is your idea. This is your idea. You see this? This is so dumb. You don't want to say it to God, but you're like, this is painful. This is your idea, okay? And this is your, you told me. And then you said, I'll make sure that things go well for you. And I will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, so, ma many, uh, the, so many that you won't be able to count them. Okay? Because you told me this. You told me this. But you just know something's going to happen. So I don't know about you, but is there a time that sometimes that you kind of feel like God's wanting you to do something? And you're like, ah, I just don't want to go back there. 
Like, I really want to go forward. Like, uh, there's some things, hurtful conversations that have taken place, but I just want to move, move forward. And you don't want to address something that's in your past. The problem is, your past will show up in your future. It just, unless you, unless you deal with it, unless you reconcile it, and I mean, you just lock that, we have reconciled the receipts here, we are good to go, we are done. But problem is, sometimes you leave this past open. You leave, you leave all the stuff just open. No one said, you just walked away. No, you haven't had closure. You haven't had that. And I don't know how you do it. Because some people might be passed away. But you have to have some kind of closure. You're like, I, 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 you have to maybe just say something. You got to close the past. Because it's going to show up, like I said, into the future. And so like this guy is like, no, I don't want to do this. 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 And then he has this moment. He has this transformational moment. He has this, this, this mindset change. He has this moment that we read about like in Romans talking about how God wants to transform your life. He has this moment and he is known in the scriptures for this moment. This is the moment that Jacob, Jacob wrestled with, anybody know? God. He wrestled with God. He's the only one who wrestled. He was playing, I mean, like, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu happening. He was God. He was like, it's a crazy story. But basically, he prays and prays, and he's so intense about it that God shows up, and he writes this story of wrestling with God. And so here's where we pick it up. We pick it up, and basically, Jacob says this to God. He says, I will not let you go unless you what? Unless you what? Bless me. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Like he wants a blessing. And he's like, I'm not going to let you go. The last time, by the way, the last time he got a blessing, he did what? He stole it. He stole it. So this is like full circle. In life, sometimes it happens, doesn't it? It just, it's full circle. For us to go forward, we somehow have to revisit this past. And if we don't, we just are in this cul-de-sac. Of like of life and we're just never getting out of it and he goes hey, hey okay okay i'm not gonna let go until you bless me and the first thing god says is what what is your name another way of 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 saying this is what have you been calling yourself your entire life do you remember what uh, jacob meant trickster i've been calling myself trickster liar deceit full person not enough i've been calling myself Divorced, cheated on, manipulator, you know, lazy. I, I've been called a lot of things. Not enough, not good enough, not smart enough, stupid, dumb, failure, just annoying, a bother, an accident. I've been called a lot of things. A lot of things. He said, what's your name? It's like, Jacob. And I don't know how much... Emotion that took to, to do that. But then he says this, your name is what? Will no longer be Jacob. Like right there, God says, before I give you anything, you are no longer this person. You are no longer this person. Man, that is a mind shift, isn't it? I know what happened. I know what happened. I know what happened. You are no longer that person. Yeah, but I kind of am. <laughs> uh, well, that person comes along with me all the time. But you know you don't want to be that person. Yeah, I don't want to be that person. You 
are no longer, no longer, you will no longer be what? A trickster or whatever, or whatever, or whatever. And then he said this, from now on, you will be called what? Israel, Israel, which means like, um, like, like committed to God, um, uh, one who struggles and with God, one who has a very tight relationship with God, a deep relationship with God. You are going to be this, this, this not this flake, this constant. You are Israel. You are like all of a sudden he takes on the, 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 the whole identity of his own people while his whole life struggling for his very own. He takes on something bigger than himself. It's a mind shift all of a sudden. And he said, because you have fought with God and with men and have what? Won. And he's like, I've never won ever in life. I just need to win. Like you won, you won. This is who you are, and so what happens right after that? He goes and he's gonna have a he's gonna have a, a confrontation with Esau, right? So we pick it up. Jacob looked up and he saw Esau approaching with 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 what is that? With what? Four hundred what? Men? Are they all cousins? I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, and we got cousins for days, but 400 men. They're also dressed funny. They're all dressed the same. Military attire, like what's happening? Like if you saw that, like if that was your like, okay, Thanksgiving is happening, this is happening, we're gonna meet the, the person we haven't talked to in forever, and 400 men come. Like he's got a mafia maybe. Even five guys with suits show up. You're like, oh, this is not going down. Like this, we're not having pudding. This is, this is something else. This is something else. So he looks up. And he sees what? He sees 400 men. So Jacob does this. He divides, um, he divides the kids among Leah, Rachel, and the two other uh, women servants. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's keep them. Let's, let's, let's save them. They can see it, but let's just hide them. Kind of like, I don't want them to, to well, I don't want my brother to kill them. And then he does this. So he gets closer and closer. Then he himself in front of them bowed to the ground Seven times, seven times as he was approaching his brother. So here he hides them. He comes, he saw Esau, now close distance, and he starts bowing down, bowing down, bowing down. How many times? How many times? How many times? Why seven? I don't know. Okay, I have no idea. I have no idea. Seven, lucky number. I'm not quite sure. He's like, this one counts. I don't know, if he stopped at six, he's like, nah, I'm not stopping at six. Because six, six, six is, you know, I'm not, you know, three is not enough, four is, I don't even know what, you know? Like, I gotta mean this thing. Eight might be too much, you know? So he bows seven times. Regardless of that, I'm not quite sure what he was thinking, but do you know the mind shift that you have to have to keep doing something that you don't want to do. He's humbling himself, humbling himself. Like, remember we talked about not wanting to be wrong? Like, okay, one time you tell me you're wrong, okay. But again and again, humble, 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 humble. And guess what happens? He's thinking, I'm gonna do this, and the next time I get up off of my head, I don't know what's, what's happening. What happens? But, but Esau ran to meet him, threw his arms around his neck, kissed him, and they what? Wept. I mean, what an amazing moment. 
I'm sure when he was hugging him, I'm sure, if I was Jacob, I was like, so what's with the 400 guys? Like, what, what, what do we do? Like, what's, this, what's happening? Because I think he thought, Esau thought Jacob was ready for a fight. Like, you have no idea on the, on the other side of whatever you are trying to get to. He has no idea. So he bows down seven times, and man, what an amazing moment. Who, by the way, watched all of that happen? His kids. His kids. Joseph, by the way, which if, I mean, if you know Bible history, or if you've read this, Joseph, the dude who had to forgive all kinds of stuff, he was sold into slavery. He doesn't even know. He saw dad, he saw dad bow seven times. I wonder where he learned forgiveness. Seven times. He did that. And man, it changed the course of his life, his whole family's life. It changed everything. So here's the question, the big question, the big question. What comes to mind for you? Like what comes to mind? Like you're like, I, I, what comes to like, Naeem, I've been identifying myself as this person. And I've been seeking identity. Some people, man, my family members, I, they just know who they are. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who I am as a, as a husband. I don't know. I, I don't know how I am as a, as a wife. I'm not quite sure. I've got these kids now and I've, I've had plans and now I got kids. And uh, wh what am I supposed to do here? I want to, I want to, I want to do this, but, but I, but I have to do that. And I'm, I don't want to be this person, but people said I'm not enough and I don't, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. And I get all of that friends. I get it. I get it because, I mean, I'm standing here and I'm, I don't know if, I mean, I've shared this and it's public knowledge, but I have learning disability. I have dysgraphia and dyslexia, which means numbers and words I switch around. So if you've ever been in a moment with me where I'm reading scripture and you're like, it's not in the, it's not, it's not what it says. Whatever. Okay. Okay. It, it's not. My mind makes it better. Anyway, so, so yeah, I will switch. Like Ashley, she's like, you, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. We were in Florida the, uh, like this summer and we were trying to go into this um, gated place, which is, I don't know why it was gated because it was not all that, but anyways. And you had to punch in the number and it was like, whatever, whatever, like 2164. And I'm like, 2164, 2164. It's not opening, 2164. The, the security woman lady comes out. She's like, you got it right. You're saying it right. You're just not putting it in it right. And she's, she's seeing what I'm doing. I don't even know. I'm like, 2164. 20. She's like, hey, I got you. And she comes in. She goes, 2164. I was like, this is exactly what I did. And she was like, no, you didn't. Bless you. I'm like, hey, thank you. And Ashley's like, this is so cute. I'm like, it's not cute. It's not cute. I look like a dummy. That's what it is. Okay. And I just have to learn with that. I've got to live with that. But that doesn't limit me from doing things that are, I don't know, that sound just beyond my, my capability to, to comprehend. I mean, it, it really doesn't. I just met with, uh, you know, uh, I just signed a book, another second book deal, and uh, I met with the, the writing coach and all that, and, and, <laughs> and they were talking about how I write, and, what all, and I'm like, I don't write, man. I, I can't. It's like, how fast can I type? And I'm like, 
I'm gonna just say this book. And that's what's gonna happen. That's what's happening. And they're like, you're good at that? I'm like, I'm not even know if I'm good at that. Because I tried to do my book on Audible and that was a disaster. And they fired, they, they fired me, they hired someone else to, to actually read my book. God bless. So anyways, so here I am doing this and I, I, I told Ash, I was like the other day, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this? And I think I'm going to super like fail at this. It's a dread in my life. I think most of the things that I've tried in my life, I think it's like that guy up in chess going, I think God's like, hey, try this. And if I just focus on winning, if I just focus on getting it right all the time, I'm never going to sit down. I'm never going to do that. And you're never going to do that. Because if you're worried about winning and always being right and always knowing stuff and always being coming across smart and all that, you're never going to attempt some things. You're never going to move past this idea of like, I can never lose weight. I can never be financially secure. I can never get emotionally healthy. I can never, I can never, I can never. Why? Because you're not going to try something because it's going to take a lot. And it's going to be super uncomfortable and you're going to feel humiliated. But it's worth it. So here's what I want to pray for us. I want to pray Psalm 139. And Psalm 139 is profound because it's sometimes used for sin. You know, as, as, as David was talking about it, but he was talking, this is his, actually his journal entry. And he, he writes this, and I think it's for all the things inside of us that God says, I don't want you to live with that. So here's Psalm 139. Verse 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Like, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there's any, what? What's that word? Grievous way. And I picked this translation in particular because it's like things that God says, it just grieves me that you think this way about yourself. It grieves me that you're going to live your entire life thinking you're less than. It grieves me that you've allowed certain name calling in your life that now defines your soul. It grieves me that, in the, that something happened and all of a sudden you have no idea who you are. It grieves me. There's some stuff. And here David is like, God, just know me, try me, Test me, put me in environments, put me in a job that I'm overwhelmed in, knowing that I might just fail in. Just put me, just put me, put me, put me. Because God, don't make me a person that quits quick. God, let me get a little bruised a little bit. Let me just learn a little bit something before I, I, I lose this thing. Let me just try. And he says, then lead me in the way of everlasting. So I want to pray this over us. What if God says, hey, there's stuff in you, but you've been calling yourself a trickster, a person, a, a something, and it's just not what I created you to be. So let me pray for us. Can I do that? We stand together and let's pray together and then we'll respond. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.